Are you ready for the final answer to perfect success? Is success predictable? Is it possible to guarantee success? What do the wealthy know that most people don't? Is there a secret code? Are there secret rules? Join Lucas Tyndall and Dr. Anthony Rodman as they answer life's most difficult questions and give the keys to perfect, predictable success. Success Epitomized presents The Final Answer. The Final Answer. Because success is predictable when you have the right keys. Welcome to the final answer as you guys come in and only see one person on the screen. We're going to figure this out here. Not sure what just happened to that, but we're going to get that solved uh, in just a second, I believe. Uh, But this is a podcast, so (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, you should be able to hear me. We want to welcome you guys into the show as we're having a quick technical difficulty for our live audience and they're wondering what's (laughs) happening right now. It's okay. We're going to figure it out. If you guys can hear me, hello, Nishka. We see you guys coming in. I hope you guys can uh, hear us here. We're working this out. Uh, small technical difficulty. People are watching by replay. Hey, stay tuned. You're here. It's all good. This is all about to work in just a second. Hello, hello, hello. We are live here at Success Epitomize Presents the final answer, even though only part of our screen is working. It's okay. <laughs> it's all about to work. I promise any second now, Nishka, hello again. To people who are coming in, please feel free to say hello in the comments. Let us know you're here. Oh, there we go. Hey, here I am. There I am. Hey, Amanda, producer in the house, she jumped in. Dr. Roman, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I had to stop myself from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, see, you're a smile because I don't know man what's going behind on. The mic. The mystery man behind the mic. I know. I, I should have just put you to the thing and been like, now it's time for the final answer. <laughs> like, man, I can't quit. <laughs> I must have missed something. I must have missed something. Hey, LaDavia. Hey, everybody. We are excited to be here. Please share this broadcast if you guys are watching this. Again, people who are watching this by replay. We want to thank you guys, everybody who's listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are glad to have you here. Please make sure you follow and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're here at Success Epitomize, please make sure you go ahead and like and follow that as well. I'm going to go ahead and make sure this is sharing as well on social media. We like to make sure these things are moving and grooving and going where they're supposed to be. So, Dr. Roman, can you introduce to the people what we're going to be talking about today? This is an important topic, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about this because this is something I think everybody cares about, but maybe they don't think about that often. Yes. So today we're going to talk about building your success team, how important it is to build your success team. Now, this is what's so interesting about this. We talk about there's two success teams that you have to build your personal success team with your family and your professional success team, which is your business. And too many times people don't look at their family as a business and how important that success team is to building up your professional success team. Mm. Many people only focus on building your successful professional success team. And that's the frustration because most people have successful businesses and their personal success team falls away. Mm -hmm. Some people have successful families they never take the time to build up their professional success team right so we want to talk about how to build that success team and what's the difference between partnerships and mastermind which is a huge topic that needs to be addressed i think that's super fascinating i'm excited to talk about that i had heard about masterminds many times in reading Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, very extremely famous book um, where people, you know, seek a lot of insight from that book. But that concept is bigger, broader, and it's been around a lot longer than even the works of Napoleon Hill. Um, So we're going to talk about that. What does what is a mastermind? I mean, people hear it and they're like and some people are, are having mastermind groups, but not even understanding what that even means. It's just a group. They're like, I don't know. It's it's a mastermind, I guess. Right. They're like, that's what we're calling it. So we're going to talk about that success. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in how to build your team, you may be a business leader. You may be someone who has people reporting uh, directly or or, um, indirect reports to you. 
uh, or you may have a family. It could be you, your husband or wife uh, and your children. It could be you and your parents and or your siblings and you're planning the uh, uh, family reunion and the family vacations and you're trying to figure out which family members should be on this committee. And you're like, we're not letting Aunt Betty on here anymore. Aunt Betty is angry every day and she doesn't like any of the food we want. And so we're going to pick somebody else. How do you know who to pick? How do you know who to choose? How do you build a successful team? This show is about perfect, predictable success. Dr. Roadman, what are some opening thoughts? How do we build a success team first and foremost? Well, first and foremost, you must understand the difference between partnership and mastermind. Now, mastermind is a very simple concept that's been kind of misunderstood throughout a lot of circles of business and how people go about it. Mastermind is very simple, though, is we might not be in partnership. Now, partnership mm -hmm. means we're in a, a harmony or agreement with all areas. OK, but mastermind is we can come into agreement to reach a common goal or objective. I want to bring the abilities and skills and things that I've mastered. You're going to bring the abilities and skills and things that you mastered. And we're going to come into agreement to work together to get a common goal or objective done. We might not have the same beliefs. We might not have the same mindset or mentality. We might not have the same vision or goal. Mm -hmm. But we have the same objective and goal for this situation. So we'll bring our mastery skills together and abilities and talents to reach this objective and goal. And that's where our agreement is based off of just this objective and goal. OK, now, now a lot of people would call that a partnership. They would say it was while it was temporary, we partnered together to get this done. We partnered together to serve on the school committee, to uh you know throw the party for the seniors we we partnered together as coaches to work with we partnered together as this business with that business it wasn't an ongoing partnership i mean i believe febreze what somebody's partnered with tide right and they were like we have a fresh scent and you have something that needs fresh scent so let's do a partnership but it wasn't a lifelong agreement it lasted a while and may still go on but those were what we often call partnerships so again Help us understand why that's not just a partnership. And that's why we want to have this show to help people understand the difference of the two. Because a partnership is someone that's in pure harmony. Mm. A partnership is someone that has the same beliefs, the same mindset, the same mentality and ways of thinking, and also the same vision and purpose. Mm. The destination and the purpose behind getting to that destination is what creates partnerships. Okay. And that's why is it very important because many people's frustration in relationships are when there's a misunderstanding between a partnership and a mastermind. Interesting. When you have someone that believes they're in partnership, but we don't have the same beliefs, the same values, the same mindset, the same vision we're trying to get to in the same purpose. That's why most agreements fail. Mm. Because I'm expecting something from you that you're not agreeing to because you're masterminding, trying to get this objective done. Mm. And I'm expecting us to be in partnership. Interesting. And this, mis this misunderstanding of these agreements has caused a lot of frustration in family. I was just thinking that, yes. <laughs> And in business, right? Because people are partnering. Too many people are partnering in marriage, mm. not having the same beliefs. Yes. The same mindset. Correct. The same purpose, values, and vision. Yeah. And then the merger all of a sudden is being ripped apart. It's like, forget that agreement. We don't, we're not walking together. We don't have the same plan for our two bit. This is a business merger. In, in, in many yes. ways, right? And my business, my plans for my future business are going in the opposite direction of where you go. And people say, we grew apart, irreconcilable differences. We just couldn't meet. We weren't bonding and coming together as one anymore. And you're saying a lot of that started in the beginning because maybe there's people even personally who 
we weren't meant to be in this long-term marriage with, but a male and a female can do business together without making it a lifelong contract. Is that what was happening? And that's the problem. Most people didn't grow apart. They just didn't come together the right way. Wow. Most people mastermind in their marriage because their both objective was to get married, mm. not actually to stay married. They didn't have the same vision, the same purpose, the same beliefs and values. And that created a separation because mm. not because we were two people that just couldn't get along. We had two different visions, which was two different destinations. Mm. So we went the two different ways we were going. We already planned on going that way. We just didn't understand it before we made this partnership because a lot of times most men and women should have been friends. Uh-huh. No benefits. Fr friends, no benefits. Just no, friends. no benefits. No, no benefits. benefits. <laughs> Unless you don't get benefits when you just attempt at the company. Okay. So exactly. friends, no benefits. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Uh -huh. and, it, and that's the biggest issue is most people benefits mm. and because they're looking for those benefits they're willing to create partnerships even though when they know they shouldn't have mm. interesting and that's most people's frustration right and it's the same thing in business most companies fall apart when you bring in leadership as partners that are not going in the same direction, the same vision, the same purpose, the same beliefs or values. So the company falls apart because the leaders are going in two different directions because they should have never partner emerged. They should have just mastermind for a specific purpose, for a specific goal or objective for a season of time, not an actual merger. Interesting. And we're seeing this right now in the uh, pharma industry. There are competing factions that are coming together to produce a COVID-19 vaccination. And they are working together in distribution in ways that they don't normally work together. They compete, but yes. they uh, feel that their cause is so great that they're willing to mastermind. But that doesn't mean when this is over... They're not going to keep, they're not going to say, let's sell aspirin together. Let's sell everything together. That's a perfect example. Right. Because they're coming together for a cause, objective, or goal. But that does not mean they have the same purpose, vision, or agenda, or same beliefs, values, or mindset right. to go forward beyond this cause or situation. And that's happened many times throughout history. Even world wars, right? Countries come together to fight a common enemy. And that's an interesting thing as we get into what members you need on a success team. It is often interesting. And I, I tell my kids this all the time. I'm like, be careful. Pay attention to who your friends really are. I said, because it yes. doesn't take much for two people who normally didn't get along to get along if they can find a common enemy. And that common enemy could be you. And your friend might partner with somebody who you assumed was your enemy because they're mad at you today. And they know that person doesn't like you. So now they make a yes. mastermind group against you. In wars, yes. again, we come together with countries that we're not necessarily ready to share our resources. And even when we build embassies in their countries, which we which we tend to do with the United States, we're like, Yo. we're our own thing. We're just going to hold down this spot right here. You guys are you over there. And we're us, even though... We're in your country. We are not merging countries. Our embassy is sovereign. Exactly. And what you just said about friends, I tell the kids all the time, it's different between friends playing with you mm. and friends playing with you. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we didn't warn you about that one. I don't know now, Dr. <laughs> Rowe, but you can't. You got you to gotta warn us. You got to tell us to lean in. You got to tell us to like sit up straight, you know. Put, pick up your phone, turn your volume up, something. Say that one more time because that's not just something the kids need to hear. And somebody type type this in the comments when you hear it. Say that one more time about what you tell your children. Okay, I tell my children all the time because we were trying to teach them the difference between friends and playmates. Mm. And I said, there's a difference between a friend playing with you together. 
that wants to be with you and a friend playing with you, mm. which is playing with your emotions and using the situation to get what they like, but not what you like. Wow. See, a friend, when you come together, we find things that we both like to do together. But a friend that plays with you to get what they like, they're just using this experience to get what they want. You're just at the brunt of their experience. Mm, interesting. And you don't have to take that. You don't have to partner or mastermind with them. And if they want to just be a playmate, that's great. That's a mastermind. We can come together just to play. Right. But it's different when you're a friend. Mm. A friend is someone that we have the same beliefs, the same desires. We function on the same customs, patterns, and behaviors. Mm. That's <clears throat> so to help them understand the difference between a friend and a playmate, which, like you said, some of us adults need to understand the difference of the two yes, as well. Yes, yes. And that reminded <laughs> me back of the relationship situation again. Sometimes somebody is playing with you. Sometimes they playing you, and sometimes they just—it's all bad. It's both. Uh, exactly. But you got to know the difference. And even in business, it's important for us to pay attention to that because sometimes people say they want to work with you, but um, they're Amanda, uh, my producer, who's helped me with many things, and she's helping us, you know, keep this show going as far as uh, posting the podcast, and she's helped me with a lot of my uh, shows and things. When we she she offered her service and said, I have a skill set um, that I that can help you. And I spoke with her and her husband. And she said, you know, this really we think this can help you and it can help us. So it was interesting because her objective was very clear in the beginning. We're going to work together. I'm going to help you grow. You're going to help me grow. We're going to work this thing together. And, and the, the yes. cool part is we do have the same vision in the same direction. And we are, you know, so it's been it's been a nice, a really nice flow. And it's fit together well. Right. However, we both know that at any time she I, I tease her because I say one day you're going to be too big for me. I mean, like she has so many clients now. I'm like, are you going to answer the phone? I mean, she knows I'm teasing her, but, um, you know, she's growing. So I would not be upset if she decides, hey, I have way too much. If, if that ever happens, when that happens, I'm going to be so happy for her until. I won't even it won't even be a problem be like this is the go this was the goal from the beginning. We had the planned objective to get to this point and go fly and it'll be fine. But y'all came together with that understanding from the beginning. Yes. And that's most people's frustration is. These agreements with no understanding. Mm. Of the destination, the end. What's your end goal? That's your vision. Yes. What's your purpose behind doing this? Right. What's your assignment and plans that you're going about it? This is the same. So we have the same mindset. Yes. What's your beliefs with the same heart? So I can understand how to go in the same actions and directions so we can know what we're supposed to do. Right. If those, if those things don't align together, we shouldn't partner. Right. We should try to mastermind. If you have an ability or a skill that can help get this objective, I might have to meet this goal or objective or this cause for this season of my life or this moment. Right. It's okay to mastermind with people for seasons if we don't have the same beliefs, the same vision, the same mindset. Right. But the frustrating part is when you partner with these people, it can create devastating relationships because... Mm. It was not established at the beginning that we weren't in the same agreement with our beliefs, values, mindset, vision, and purpose. It, it reminds me of the movie Rules of Engagement. What are the yes. rules of engagement? You need to know the rules of engagement when you set forward together with someone. It needs to be clear. It needs to be set. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you capture this. And we have a special guest we're going to bring on here in just a second. But I want you guys to capture this. Write this down. Think about this again, what Dr. Roman just shared with us. The difference between a partnership and a mastermind. A mastermind is bringing your skills that you've mastered and, and bringing it to the table so that you and another person or a group of people can work together for an objective. That objective may last a day, a week, a month, a year. The time frame is can be determined but to partner is a, a long-term, ongoing, we're going to do this thing together. We're in business together. The government is looking at us as a, a combined entity. Everything we yes. do is merged. 
Is is that what you want to do? So you need to know that. Now, we're going to bring on our guest. And then, Dr. Roman, I know you're going to share some more. We need to hear more from you about who we add to our success team, because I know there are types, styles, things that we all need in order to have a good success team, like a basketball team, right? Yeah. You can't have all point guards. You can't have all centers. A lot of times when we build teams, we just look for people who are not just like-minded, like almost just like us. And we're like, my whole team is a bunch of centers, a whole, a, a lot of guards, because we all like the same stuff. And then what you realize is, we're weak in some areas and we can't win championships because that team is balanced and we're not. Exactly. You have to have balance on your team to be successful as well. And that team that you have partners with, they have to create a harmony. Right. That harmony is so important to create. And that's why a partnership must be understood because you're supposed to create harmony or what most people will call uh, chemistry. I like that. We got to create this. Chemistry matters. Chemistry comes from harmony, which comes from partnership. Mm. The most successful teams have a chemistry because they create a harmony as of like an orchestra. You can tell the difference between having a bunch of different people playing the same notes when a bunch of people are in full harmony it creates beautiful music. Absolutely. I love that. Creates beautiful music when you're together in harmony and you have chemistry. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to bring on our guest now. Um, Dr. Roman, I'm going to ask you to introduce our guest today. Um, it, we, we have a lot of fun on this show and we want to thank our listeners again, those who are watching live, those who are watching this replay. You may be on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we appreciate you. We're so grateful to have you here. Uh, again, live or by replay. And to our podcast audience, we thank you. And if you're in one area but not the other, join us in both places. What are you doing? If you're on this podcast listening now and you never watch the live show or you never watch the, the replay of the show, you should check us out so you can see us here. And if you're watching us here live or by replay and you haven't subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting on? There's going to be a day where you're driving in the car or working out or doing something different. And, you're, and you missed the show for some strange reason. I don't know what you were doing. but uh, And you're going to want to hear the show on the go. Podcasts are perfect for that, right? Your screen can rest and, you know, you don't have to keep your phone on and it can just roll. And you can listen to your podcast that way. So please subscribe and follow us in both areas. Dr. Roman, if you could introduce our special guest today. So our next guest is the CEO of Bill Hart's Desert Insurance Agency. And he's a wonderful family man. His name is Brian Bill Hartz. He's a wonderful family man. He's built a successful team for his family and another successful team for his business. He's a wonderful man that understands the power of relationships and understands the power of partnership and mastermind. We mastermind for our football team for our sons that were on. And we end up finding out that we were more connected as partners to have the same beliefs and values. And we became actually true friends. And I want to introduce one of my friends who is wonderful job building success teams, Brian Billhart. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, man. And what a what a beautiful introduction, Dr. Rodman. I I feel like I'm not even worthy of that, but uh I'm so grateful to be here on the show and even going through the content, you know, of, of what you guys, your opening dialogue, I'm sitting here thinking, am I even qualified <laughs> Qualified <laughs> for this topic? I mean, this is great. You guys, I am, I am really yeah. impressed. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much, Brian. And, and we just you. want you to share your experience and uh, you, you have a successful team. A lot of people, uh, you know, attempt to start businesses and, um, you're in the insurance business. I know a lot of people who start off on their own and they think about adding team members and sometimes they do and sometimes it doesn't work. And, you know, it, it can be hard to get traction. There's competition everywhere. They could go work for somebody else. So if we could just start there, if you could tell us a little bit about your business and then kind of lead into how did your team grow and what were some things you were looking for in team members? Yeah, that's a great, uh, great starting point. So, 
You know, I've been in the insurance industry now for 14 years, and we really specialize in Medicare products for seniors. And I know, Lucas, you had mentioned something a little bit earlier about setting up parties for seniors, and that's always something that's near and dear to me. Yes. But, um, you know, starting off in the business, you know, my first five years in the industry, I spent working for insurance companies directly. And, and my wife could attest to this, that I'd always come home and I'd say, you know, I see my managers and I see my people with superior titles and they're just not doing it the right way. You know, there's something that's missing in their motivation and the way they treat their, their team, because I was always at the top of the list in terms of my production as a, as a salesman for them. And I just felt like I was still treated like I wasn't good enough. Hmm. And, you know, just a little pat on the back every once in a while would have been really encouraging to me. So I set on this quest, which started in 2012, to do exactly what you had mentioned, start my own business and really build my own team. And at the onset of that, you know, after listening to your guys' introduction, I have to be honest with myself. I really didn't share with my wife my vision from the beginning. Hmm. And so it created a little bit of, of turmoil in what the vision and the goals were of the team because she wasn't part of that conversation. So I, I definitely own that after listening to you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happens to the best That's of great us. great self-reflection. <laughs> right, right. Right. So, so you made the mistake on the team side uh, partially for a moment, and, and it sounds like you learned from it. And I think a lot of times with our vision and ambition, we just start running. You know, we have that zeal, that excitement, and we just take off running. And we're like, she's always supported me. I mean, we all have great wives and they support us. And they're, you know, I, I know now why they say behind every great man is a great woman. I heard that. And I. A better woman. Even better, more powerful woman, right? And it's like. And they're, beside they're, every man is when you guys assess. Right. Behind, when beside yes. every man is a there, great woman. There you go. You're right. So. When you can partner and walk together, uh, it means a lot. So let just quickly, how did you reset that? Since you brought that up, I think it's important because we're talking about perfect success on this show, but it's important to show people that it, if you fail or if you fall short in any way, it didn't have to be failure, but falling short in any way, you can reset. You wouldn't have, you couldn't still be doing it and have your marriage if you right. didn't make some adjustments. What were some adjustments you made with the home team? Yeah, and, and having a happy marriage at that too, right? Yes. So exactly. it's you know, it's um it just came to the point where, you know, she would constantly um, you know, be asking me a lot of questions about the activities I was doing and and why I was doing them, you know, what part of the, the growth step I was focusing on. And you know, she and I we we go back to the mastermind where my mastermind is working with Medicare beneficiaries you know, teaching them strategies about, you know, utilizing the Medicare benefits that are going to best serve them. And then my wife has always been the financial side of it, taking care of the books and tracking commissions and all that. So when I was out training and developing these new agents to the team, I wasn't bringing money into our household. Mm. And so she would question me, you're training and developing these other people, but we've got our bills here to pay. <laughs> Fair so question. After a Fair few question. rounds, you know what I'm saying? And after a few yeah. rounds of that, I said, wait a second. She doesn't see the vision because I haven't shared it with her. Mm. And so after, you know, like I said, a handful of those conversations with her of honey, just trust me. We're, we're building something really magnificent here. I finally had to sit down with her and say, look, if I could, teach these people to be passionate to serve first and to get out there and touch people and want to make a difference in their lives. These seniors that a lot of people just want to brush off to the side and figure they have no value to contribute to society as a whole. If I could create this team of people that are going to be out there and focused on touching them and making them feel important, the work of 10 men is going to be greater than the work of one man. And wow, so I dude. had to love that you know, elaborate that concept. And once it clicked, she got it. She was much more patient and our growth track since that moment um, has been exponential. Yes. And that's huge. What he just talked about, because those are those 
business meetings that you have to have in yes. your family that yes. we take so much time having business meetings for our professional team. But a lot of people don't take the time to have those personal business meetings with your spouse and your children to make sure that we're all going the same direction. Are we all organizing things the same way? Do we understand our, each other's roles? Like he just said, me and my wife have the same roles. Like she takes care of the books. I take care of the vision and structure. This is the direction we're going into. This is what we're doing. Okay, now I need you to manage and structure that out. And she does a wonderful job. Anything I give her, she takes it to a whole nother level. And everybody has to know their roles. No one's better in each position, right. but everyone needs to be a superstar, so to speak, in their role. And just because someone might be in the forefront, we have similar situations where we've been thrusted in our success team personally from our families in the forefront does not mean the people that are supporting us behind the scenes are as important to make sure that we're successful as we're going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Dr. Roadman, if you could, can you share with us just a few members, if, if you're building a success team? And the two of you yeah. coached together. So I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's some dynamics there. You guys coached uh, Little League football. Yes, Little okay. League football. Together. And I asked um, some of the dads to be helpers as coaches. And Brian was mm -hmm. one of the first people that actually came forward and said, I would love to help. Mm -hmm. And because it helped because we both had the same vision when i told everybody when we first started the team what my vision my purpose and objective was for these kids to have fun first. learn how to play together mm -hmm. and learn the actual concepts of the game of football yes. he said i'm all in wow yep. i was a coach that got flags because we would celebrate after every big play <laughs> i'm picking the kids up <laughs> so funny i love it I love it. And we uh, it was great. I'm just having a great yes. time. It was like having a, a whole birthday party every time we had a football game because wow. we had so much fun. Wow. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so it's super important to understand roles and different things like that. And when he saw that this was my vision and purpose behind it, he said, I'm all on board. Mm. And we created a, a better relationship from that. And there's a few positions that you have that needs to be a foundation on any team. There's foundational positions you have to have on every team. You have to have an advisor, a mentor, someone that's actually giving the vision mm -hmm. and helping everyone go towards that vision. Okay. Someone's going to, there's a vision in place and I'm going to advise and mentor everybody towards that destination, that end goal we're going to. Then you also need to have that loyal confidant or that helper, someone that is going to be consistently, that's going to stick with you through what they call thick and thin. Right. That you can rely on, you know, through those ups and downs, you know, this person is not going to leave no matter what because they're dedicated to the vision and the purpose we have. Yes. Then you need to energize and uplifter. The person that's going to uplift everybody, energize them through those down moments. And like, come on, we can keep going. We can do this. We're going <laughs> to help you move forward to the next. They're going to keep everybody energized. I love it. Then you have to have the motivator and cheerleader. See, people confuse these two. I was thinking that. See, the energizer uplifter uplifts people to keep going. But the motivator pushes people to go beyond their comfort zone, not just mm. keep going, but motivates them to go outside their box that they're used to and say, no, I need you to push beyond this next level is possible. Mm. And it cheering them on to get to that next level, not just to keep going, but go to the next level. And then the, the foundational, last foundational piece for a success team is a consultant and an influencer. The person that can understand people and they can come consult them and say, hey, man, the advisor and mentor, they might be going too far. We might not be ready. And a consultant can put it together like, well, this is what's going on. I love it. And help influence right. them to be able to get back on track and on the team and consult with people to help be the understanding of what is going on behind the advisor, 
why the loyal confidant is so loyal why is the motivator pushing us to new levels and influencing people to go beyond to influence people to stay on track even though they might grow weary throughout the process so those are five financial positions that you have to have on a success team there's many more but those five foundational pieces are so key because that's the foundation every success team can build upon that's that's so important ladies and gentlemen we hope we got caught those notes if you didn't the replay is always available please check it out rewind this if you're listening to the podcast take notes catch this this could be mean all the difference for you if you're watching this on linkedin you may be responsible for a team you may be a new supervisor a new leader or you may have been doing it a long time i know a lot of people in business that i've had the opportunity of training and they said i've been doing this for 20 years and this is my first time being in training and i was i'd always be shocked but also honored for them to bring their stories and perspective into the training so that we can yes. then build from there so when you think about this uh brian when you think about those things that, that Dr. Roman just shared, what do you what do you what do you see in your own team that that has helped you guys be successful? Have you seen some of these characteristics in certain people? I'd like you to name names. No, you don't have to name names. But have you seen those types? Of, if you could tell us who is and who is not on your team, uh, I don't want to start any trouble. Uh, but what do you what do you see on your team? And and how big is your team first? And then, you know, how big are they? Are they in a local office? Are they spread out? And then if you have seen any of these types of characteristics. Yeah, absolutely. So currently we have uh, 32 agents that are wow. working under our company. And I, I believe 26 of them are locally based within the same geographic area of where uh, we're located. And then the other six are kind of on the fringe and and but that's the direction we're really starting to grow is in those other areas. You know, and I think when you, when you start your own business, you, you, you know, make that decision to go out on your own. Um, you are like at least three of those five. I was um, just thinking you know, that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you are the motivator. You are the cheerleader. Yeah, you're the energizer. At yes. the end of the day, you have to be that leader. You have to be that role model in so many ways to yes. start moving those pieces, you know, when, when, when you start out and you're in that role where you're having to be all of the above that Dr. Rodman mentioned, yes. you, you start to surround yourself with people and you start to watch them and observe them and see what they pick up on. And then mm -hmm. you, you know, really designate them those roles, whether they know it or not. Right. And yeah. so I've got the motivator, you know, I've got the, the, the young gun, I'll call him on my team where he's young and he's hungry and he's always, you know, at the top of the list every month when it comes to, you know, production and everybody always looks up to him and says, wow, you know, it, and the thing that's frustrating and you guys will understand this is they say, wow, he's so lucky. Oh my gosh. Mm, if no. they understood I'll tell you a brief thing. This guy, this one agent in particular, and if he ever listens to this, he will know exactly know what I'm too. talking All about. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, you know, he grew up um, with parents who migrated here from Mexico. And he, he would share stories with me about how when he was in high school, he would wake up early in the mornings and go out to the fields and work with his parents in the strawberry fields and the grape fields and you know the citrus fields before he went to high school wow wow and then he'd go to school i mean just remarkable and, and when i met this kid you know um he he really didn't have a whole lot but he had a big vision for where he wanted to be and the yes. closer i got to him the more i learned of his vision and the more I wanted to be part of that, that I wanted to, you know, give him my knowledge and experience to help him attain the, what his vision was. And there was something, Dr. Rodman, that you mentioned um, about having, uh, oh gosh, it was something about having a, like a mentor. And so yes. there's a mentor and a consultant. That's what you were talking yes. about, right? Yes. So as you were explaining that this same agent popped into my mind because we had a conversation a couple of years ago. And when he first approached me about it, I was a little offended because he said, Hey, Brian, I've got this mentor in my life. And I'm going, 
oh my gosh, I thought I had that title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, wait a minute. I was the mentor. <laughs> well, and that's what I was thinking. But then I learned I was actually the consultant, you know, with, with what Dr. Rodman just shared. So he tells me I have this mentor who told me I need to go out and purchase a bigger office space. I need to go big or go home because the bigger my office, the more business I'm going to have. And so then I came in as the consultant. Exactly, Lucas. I said, wait a second. Nobody says that a bigger office guarantees you foot traffic and people are going to know who you are and what you're doing. Right. That's not the direction you want to go. And he and I had just had a conversation. His wife was working um, at Walmart, you know, to subsidize his income so they can make ends meet. And they were talking about starting a family. And I said, look, my friend what you need to consider doing is keep the path that you're on with the office you have. Don't make that investment because that's just a money pit. But why don't you and your wife have a very serious conversation and see what it's going to take for her to not have to work Mm. at a job that she doesn't like and then brings home all of this garbage that she picks up all day long at her work and dumps on you. Because that doesn't help Mm. your guys relationship. And, And so now you fast forward two or three years later uh, they have their first child. He's two years old. Uh, wife is pregnant with their second on the way. And he's just, um, he's reached benchmarks that I know he didn't have set for himself for years and years out. Wow. Man, that's powerful. And that's why these roles are so important. Because just because someone is an advisor yeah. and mentor does not mean they're great consultants as well. And I love right. what he said earlier because anyone that wants to start anything to go to new levels understands that these are foundational roles you're gonna have to play all these roles to be right you, <laughs> you are a team yeah. of one yeah. oftentimes you yep. and you have to be good at all of them if you want to especially start a business yeah you're gonna have to be good mm-hmm. at all of them because that can be the foundation for you to stand on and that's important too that you can fulfill many of these roles but to reach certain levels you're going to have to like he said when you find people that are good in these roles delegate them and not be offended when someone takes those roles mm. or when someone sees you in a different role not to be offended to know, to know even though i see myself in this role i can be very good in the role that they're asking me to do even though i can play that role this is the hardest thing between people when they started business Yes, you have played that role and you can play that role. But if you want to go to the next level, you need this person that's going to be in that role better than you. And most people are not strong enough with their ego to handle delegating that to know that someone can play this role better than me, but allows me to be my best in the role that I'm dominant in in the role I've just been playing to keep us afloat. I love that. I always think about that when it comes to delegation is a lot of times a lot of times I've done trainings with leaders and I ask them you know who's good at delegating and most people think leaders are great at delegating they're they think oh they're great no they're good at giving away tasks they hate they're not good at delegation (laughs) is a choice of something you know the delegation it it represents you it's a surrender it is a yes, surrender a of something with intention. I'm going to let you carry this weight yes. because I want you to be strong enough to carry this weight. Because one day this might be your weight to carry, but it's it's something that I want you to be able to handle. But let's let's carry it together first. Let's build a little muscle, yes. get a little strong. How do you did you learn how to use that new software? Did you know I'm right here yeah. to help you? Oh, you didn't understand. It. Let's go look back in the spreadsheet and let's work it out together while we're together. And then one day they're so good at it until now I can yes. go. I always say leaders need time to do leadership tasks. And what happens to a lot of leaders is they refuse to let go. They have all these balls in the air. They chose to be juggles the clown and they're sitting there juggling everything. And now they're mad at everybody. You're like, you're the meanest clown I've ever seen. You're juggling everything. and yet You're so upset. I don't understand. You choose to juggle. 
And then they and say, you if you want something done, you have to do it yourself. Well, you've set that tone in the company. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to do anything because you never you never trusted anyone else to learn it. Yes. And now as your company grows, you're just carrying more and more weight, becoming more and more bogged down. Your personal life is falling apart. You're unhappy. You're unbalanced. And, and yeah. sooner or later, it all comes crashing down personally and professionally, usually with a health scare for so many people because they mm. didn't trust the people around them. It's really and important. And that's a great point you just made because what's even harder than delegation mm -hmm. is multiplication, to multiply yes. yourself. Yes, See, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, most people are hard at delegating because delegation allows you to put someone that's best in that role. And so yes. the reason why it's hard for people to delegate because you have to accept the fact that this person might be better that's in this role than I am. That can be tough. But what's even harder is to multiply yourself, mm. which is create a successor to take your position in something that you're great in. Wow. Whoa. That's even harder. <laughs> That's deep. Anthony. That's deep. Right. We're both like, whoa, hold on. Wait. I'm great in this role, but I'm going to help someone become so great in the role I'm great in that I'm no longer needed that I can mm. move on to the next thing. Yes. To multiply right. or expand us to a whole nother level. Most people never get to higher levels because they can never get to the point where they're comfortable enough to say, I'm they're good enough to do this without me. Mm. See, there's two trains of thought and we have to get past the one train of thought we've been trained in that you're so good that this company or this business fell apart when you left. Mm. Most people take pride in that. They couldn't they take pride in yeah, that. I've been there. I've been there. And we and, and this is an argument in athletics people have all the time. Mm. They try to juggle people's greatness by when the team fell apart when they left. Right. Then they right. say this team, he wasn't that great because they stay consistently good when they left. That's the true sign of greatness. Mm. That I can build up a team and I could take a team that might not have been great. I could take them to the heights of greatness and then they can stay there even when I left. That's when you make someone better. Wow. You don't make someone better because they were great when you were there. You make someone actually right. better when they're great even when you're not there. Mm. That's when you multiplied yourself. And that's the hardest part is understanding the end before you begin. Most leaders don't start with a succession plan. Very true. Every time I start building anything, I'm already preparing my successor to build a team that can function even when I'm not around. So That's good. when you have a true success team, because if, if y'all can run this successfully without me, I can start building another team in another area. And now I can replenish myself and expand even to new heights. I, I hear you saying there's no success without a successor. Right, Ooh, that's, the, that's the t-shirt, and that's the statement. There's no success without a successor. <laughs> if you don't have somebody to carry it on, what success have you really had? And people knew that tribes and nations of people knew that forever. They were trying to have a male heir, and not that it has to be a male, but in, in many cultures, they believed, I need someone to carry on my name. I need someone to carry on my legacy. And we still yes. see this in a lot of business something in sons or something they're saying i need a successor and they began with that end point in mind knowing it will only go on beyond me if i've multiplied myself now it doesn't have to be a a, a man to do it um if you could share with us brian what, what kind of uh in the insurance business i picture men is it all men in your business i just that's what i picture i mean maybe i'm right maybe i'm wrong I, i'm just curious about what 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 your team looks like you know, I, I think it's safe to say that it is a male-dominated industry. There are mm -hmm. a lot of male in it um, because you think of men as being more of that, you know, salesman type of, you know, approach. Uh, but 
I got to tell you, um, one of my strongest members is a female. I had this and feeling. Boy, just, I, I was just I thinking that. I I'm like, if he has a successful team, there's a there's a woman in there somewhere there's making stuff happen. You give a woman a vision and a purpose, she's gonna run with it and take it to a whole nother level. Ooh, you <laughs> yes. know what, man? You guys, you guys are giving me goosebumps this entire thing because you you have no idea how this content is so applicable to where I'm at in my career path wow. right now. It's, this yeah. is just fabulous, but I'll share real quick. This woman, she came to me, she's worked for other agencies before she came to me and she never found true success at any of them because none of them ever gave her that path to walk on. They never mm. outlined the road for her and say, wow. here's where you need to be because this is where your strengths are. And so she got together with me and she had told me, she said, Brian, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for someone like you to come along. And when she found me, she she had this feeling inside that I was that one that she was praying for, but she wasn't sure if she could trust me because of her prior experience. Mm. And so she started off with me kind of slow, uh, very timid. But after about a year and a half, she calls me up one day and she says, Brian, I just want you to know I'm completely walking away from all these other distractions, all these other businesses that I, mm. you know, had her hand in multiple cookie jars. And she said, I want to focus a hundred percent on what you're building. Mm. And since she has done that, like I said, she has reached uh, plateaus that she never dreamed of. She, she and I had a recent conversation and she said, Brian, out of everybody in my family. And she was like one of the few girls in her family. So mm. she was always, mistreated really un mm. underappreciated for yeah. who she is and what she had to offer and she said brian i am at a at a financial level right now where i know i'm making more money than anybody else in my family mm. when nobody else told me i was worthy or that i could ever achieve that mm. and not only has she acquired that but she's doing it by helping people and serving people first it's just a beautiful thing that's so wonderful good. And Brian, and I, the, go ahead, go Dr. Roman. No, that's the hardest part for a lot of males to understand that females are more powerful than we are. Hold on, pause, pause. Okay, I just want that to sink in for everybody. And and we're in full agreement on this, but females are more powerful than men. What a statement. Men, if you're listening and you don't like it, you can tell males. us your thoughts in the comments. We're okay. Change, alter, or manipulate something. Mm. And if you put a woman in a in proper environment, she will change, alter, manipulate the Ooh. environment to go to either new heights, yes, or to new depths of destruction. Right. And men, we have more authority, and we have more dominion. That's why we're always trying to build up new territory to conquer, get a bigger That's why office, we're always trying to create rules and regulations <laughs> and policies, <laughs> right. And if you give mm -hmm. a man that's functioning, a male that's functioning his authority and power that can create a vision and structure and order, and you put a woman with all her power, she's going to take it to a whole nother level. There is no successful business team or anything without a woman that's going to take it to another level. And there's no successful team without someone taking it to creating a vision or direction or plan on how to get there. When you put the two together, it's unstoppable. Yes so powerful yes. i it, it makes me think i i realized many years ago that one reason women are so great and and dr roman you know us connecting you really helped solidify that thought because i was thinking it seems like women are are, are really powerful and oftentimes a powerful person is being suppressed or oppressed because people know it right like and they write exactly. the stories of history around those that are empowered to stay in power. I need everybody to keep thinking I'm the one and I don't want to tell yes. the story of all the women who were doing many things throughout the course of history. So they're holding them down. But I, I always thought what a powerful thing. These are the, they are the ones who give birth. So I said, the reason women seem <laughs> to be able to catch vision is because they understand subtle movements beneath the surface. They understand the process of something being born. So they'll get with they you on a plan. And then they create. They and receive. They create and they create. Yes. And that's huge. 
And that's so powerful that you just said that because I I wanted to point this out real quick because for every male that thinks they're more powerful than women, try to have birth and we'll see how <laughs> have one baby. Have Not one toe come, you Not know, just one happen, toe man. come out of you. <laughs> You'll be done. Just tap out. I'm done. Nope. Exactly. Yep. Ladies more powerful. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. So uh Brian, again with the success team at home. And at work, one of the things we we like to talk about is balance, right? And it's a big topic. It's been a topic. It will probably always be a topic. Um, yes. How do we balance these things out? How do you balance? You're responsible for a, I mean, a, a fairly large team. I mean, most people, even in really big businesses, don't have that many people that, you know, they're really, you know, responsible for in a lot of ways. Um, so how do you balance doing that? And then coming home, you have kids and a wife, right? I mean, if you could help paint your paint the picture of your life a little bit for our audience and kind of help us understand how you balance your work and your home life. I, I would like to think that it's well balanced. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the scales are always there's a, there's a yin and a yang on the scales of that balance of life and, and, and professional career. You know, one of the things that has helped the balance is especially through this pandemic, right? Because so much of my uh, business has been uh, home-based and then now we have the kids at home with us doing their schooling. So we've had to, you know, educate the kids on what daddy's day is like and the things that he's doing and why he's doing them. And so it, it's kind of bringing them into that same vision, right? Okay. So that's actually helped us as a family. It's helped the kids understand you know, if daddy's in his office and the door's closed, that means he's on a phone call and, you know, we, they got to keep the ruckus down a little bit, uh -huh. you know, uh, you know, and, and fortunately we live in an area where we don't really have winter. So going outside and playing is always an option for them. That sounds but, lovely. <laughs> you know, yeah. but at the same time too, with, with the wife and going back to, you know, the woman that is supporting the man and, and the power that she brings, you know, again, bringing my wife closer to the business um, has been the greatest thing, not just for the business, but also for the family life. Mm -hmm. Because again, she shares in the vision. She understands the vision. She sees the goals. And what she does a really good job of is keeps me focused on family time. Mm, yeah. You know, she's the one that's responsible for you know, putting together the family trips, whether it's a week vacation or just a weekend getaway. Mm. And, you know, she holds me accountable to those things. Mm. So I would like to say that, you know, I'm able to create and maintain that work-life balance on my own. But truth be told, she's the one who is keeping me focused on the family. And I am very grateful for that. And that's so important because what he just said is the balance that most males lose mm. what he just said was what most males never catch he allows his wife to hold him accountable i tell this to people all the time no one can hold you accountable unless you let them most males don't mm. let their wives hold them accountable mm. that's the problem and most wives don't let their males hold them accountable mm. i have the same balance in my life my wife holds me accountable i let her and she helps me. She helps me shut it down. She be like, "Love, you have to shut it down. It's over. No more calls. Put the phone up. I don't want to hear it. We're gonna have family time. We're gonna go somewhere. And this is as, as a balance that's a, important. And I always push her to go forward and go beyond what she thinks she's capable of doing. And she allows me to. A lot mm -hmm. of women don't." They are very hard when their husband gives them what they call constructive criticism. Mm, they right. feel like you're holding me down. You're not. You're not understanding me. She allows me to give her that constructive criticism. Where most women they snap on their husbands and be like, "You don't understand. You're not listening you're to not me. You're not supporting like, me. You're not understanding. You're not supporting me." Right. And she allows me to hold her accountable and say, "No, you could do more. You can actually do more than what you're capable of doing." And that balance of holding each other accountable. Is what creates that balance for us as the same way in our businesses she i push her to go forward and she pushes me to literally be a stay in the present because i'm the i'm the visionary guy 
Yes. And she was like, yes. "Come back, come back. <laughs> you're you're in 2040 right now. Right. Come, back. <laughs> come, back right now. come back to the future. Come the back present. to the present. So far in the clouds, <laughs> right? Bring this plane back. I love it. Bring that it balance, back. right? And you're saying we have to give people permission to bring balance into our lives. If you keep yeah. everybody off the other end of the teeter totter, you're never going to have balance. And and that's what happens to so many people is. If you don't agree with me, you're not supporting me. If you push me too far, that's not love. But you said it earlier on a success team, one of the foundational members is motivating you to go beyond what you believe you can do. And we pay people to do this when it comes to fitness. We're like, I'm hiring a trainer. (laughs) All that means is you're letting somebody hold you accountable. That's all. The trainers in there doing the stuff they normally do. You can look up workouts on the internet if you want to. There's a million free workouts. There's no (laughs) lack of workouts. You can figure out how that machine works. You need somebody to say, I expect you to be here. One more. Another set. You can do it. Keep going, right? And that matters so much. So why not allow it on purpose? Do it it with purpose on purpose, right? Do it with purpose on purpose. I chose this for a reason with purpose, and I'm doing it on purpose, and I'm going to fulfill the purpose that I set out to do because of the intention that is added to what we're doing. So. This is such a great conversation, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate those who are in our live audience who are commenting here. We appreciate you on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn, and those listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. We thank you. Please subscribe and follow. Go back and listen to some of the previous episodes, too. We had some great conversations there as well. Brian, I'd love for you to give us just your final thoughts on this topic before we go to Dr. Roadman for the final answer. Um, what do you, again, building a success team, um, again, share a little bit more about your business one time for the people who came in late. So they know what you do, how they can find you. And then just one more thought on what it means to build a success team. Yeah, thank you. And thank you again for the time, you guys. My, my website is billhartsinsurance.com, B-I-L-H-A-R-T-Z, the word insurance.com. We are a insurance agency that's focused on serving our seniors with Medicare or just Medicare beneficiaries in general, mostly seniors. And I think, you know, when it goes back to building a team, um, you have to share your vision. You have to, uh, again, approach it with an attitude of servitude, that you are there to serve your teammates, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, because without them, there is no team. Mm. you have to in order to be a leader you have to have followers yes and so the way you have followers is you treat them with dignity dignity you treat them with respect you honor them and you help them grow and so those are my final thoughts on building that team i love it i love it bill you've been phenomenal we appreciate you if you don't mind staying on backstage for us for just a minute if you have the time We'd love to talk to you uh, just briefly, but thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for your insight uh, and and sharing real life. This is what we hope to hear from our guests, real life case studies. You're, you're doing it right now and your team is growing right now as we speak. Is there opportunities? One, one last thing for people who are interested, um, you know, in, in what you do to possibly learn from you or work with you or how, how, what, what could somebody do if they were interested? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, so all of my agents, the 32 people I've got working under me, everybody's a 1099 self-employed uh, contractor. So the opportunity is there. I just heard a recent statistic in the United States, there are 400,000 life licensed insurance agents. There are about 100,000 of them that are licensed to do health and life insurance and out of those 100,000, there's about 40 to 50,000 that are certified to work with Medicare beneficiaries. Mm. And you're talking right now wow. in the United States, we've got 61 It's the largest growing population. Medicare beneficiaries. That's right. Wow. So so say that number again. question simply, 61 million Medicare beneficiaries right now. Wow. Man. So- so to answer your question, yes. yes. <laughs> he's he's always hard. Opportunities hiring. are endless. <laughs> he's taking yeah, on new people. They really are. Thank you they so are. much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, you got Brian. You guys. Thank it you. was thank a pleasure. You. We really appreciate yes. it. All right, Dr. Roveman. Now, 
It's about that time, my friend. Uh, yes, sir. The, the people need a final answer on this, ladies and gentlemen. We always thank you guys for hanging with us and coming and joining in with our guests. And we appreciate everybody who stays to the end because this is this is where you take notes and uh, grab this final nugget or final nuggets of information that could really be the thing that really takes you to the next level. Again, you may be watching this live or listening to this via podcast or watching a replay. You may be listening to this a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now. My guess is what Dr. Roman is about to share is still going to be applicable to you and for you. Dr. Roman, take it away. Yes, so, so, so it's very important to understand the end game. So you have to start with the end before you begin. And you have to first understand the difference between partnership and masterminding. When you're building your success team, you have to start with partnership first. You have to understand the vision you're going to have, the purpose, your values, your belief systems, and the plans you're going to follow. You need to create partners inside of that vision to get to that destination. You must also start with a successor, someone that's going to be able to think in the mindset of preparing someone to take your place so you can go to whole new levels. When you can understand this and as a success team, then you can start building the teams and placing people in the roles that allow them to be successful. Your success team will be as successful as the people are being successful in their personal and professional lives. When you're going to help people become successful in their roles and learn how to make them in harmony by everybody following the same values, belief systems, mindset, purpose, and vision, then there's nothing they won't be able to accomplish together. And when you can build that success team, then you can understand how to mastermind and be able to connect with different people that have skills and abilities and they have mastered certain things outside your team of partners that can still multiply yourself and extend your reach beyond your realm of influence. We can understand the balance of the two and how to bring them together. You'll be successful in all your relationships and understand how to truly build a success team. And when that's, and that's created, you will find perfect harmony and perfect balance, and you'll be successful in anything that your team does together. These are the tips of building a success team. When you can do that, your team will find perfect, predictable success. Ladies and gentlemen, that is, say it with me in the comments, say it with me, ladies and gentlemen, the final, final answer. answer. Yes, sir. <laughs> Dr. Roman, we appreciate it um, to our guest. Um, he was phenomenal. Another great episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed. We hope you shared this broadcast. We hope you tell somebody. Somebody out there you know has just started in a leadership position, a supervisor position. They started a business. They're starting a team. They're coaching a team. And they need to know what to do to be successful. Don't wait until they fall short and, and, and go through the pains and the growing pains. Speed their learning curve by sharing this broadcast with them so that they can have perfect, predictable success. Dr. Roman, it was wonderful to spend this time with you once again. I look forward to seeing you again next yes. week. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're going to we'll do be, it again. Another we'll one. We'll be back at it next week. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great night.